What is up, gamers? Hold on to your headsets for a new episode of This Week in Esports, the one and only podcast made by esports fans for esports fans. This week, we are recapping matches, breaking down more roster changes, and discussing the new Halo Battle Royale? Question mark? Tune in and don't miss out on what's happening this week in esports. What's up, Palmer? Hey, Kiana! Oh, it's so <laughs> great to hear your voice. How I know, you? it's been so long! <laughs> For those who aren't watching the stream and are probably watching the heavily edited YouTube video now, um, we were 20 minutes into the podcast until someone told me my mic was muted. So... Yeah, we're restarting. We're restarting. But, uh, honest question: Do we uh, just to keep things fresh? Do we yeah. do we start with a different game than Call of Duty and, and mix it up for us? Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So all basically, right. we ran through all of Call of Duty until I found out my mic was muted. So now we're gonna run it back and probably talk about some Valorant or Halo or any general news that we have going on. So what do you want to start with? Let's let's start with the VCT. Let's get frisky Ooh, with it. Ooh, Valorant, I like it. I like it. So, we have a caster who admits that he quit recently. He's not been casting. People have been wondering where he is. He's been a big face in the in the Valorant scene lately. He went from CS:GO to Valorant thinking that this was going to be his big break. He loves casting. He loves doing it. This is his passion is to cast. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to do anything else but casting. But he says there's there's something wrong here with the VCT. They're not really treating their casters well enough. And he says it's not worth it to, to continue casting Valorant because of what's going on. Did he get into specifics of how they're not treating them correctly? No, he he was very vague about it. I'm thinking okay. it's about the money. I think it's sure. he can't sustain himself casting for Valorant. But, I mean, I get it. The game, like, yeah, makes a lot of money. But at the same time, like, the VCT is very young. Valorant is still is a very, very young. young game, and VCT is still a young, like, eSport. Yeah. I, I mean I will say I don't I don't know the full situation, but it is interesting to me because this is something that obviously we saw in the CDL um, with two longtime casters mm-hmm. and with Merck and Maven, and there was you know money issues there. So I don't know. I I sit here and kind of ask myself like, is this is this a thing in esports where like they think that the players are that much important than the casters and the analysts. Cause I agree they're the ones playing, but mm-hmm. I mean the casters and the analysts, you see more than the actual gameplay. Oh yeah, like, for sure. They you see them more than the players. Yeah. The entire broadcast. So interesting. Um, I, I hate to hear that because obviously like we need people we need people in that position that love love the eSport, like it sounds like this caster does. Um, so that's very unfortunate. Yeah, I think it's it's really hard to see casters that really love um, really love what they do and having to quit it. And but I get it, like you have to realize that, yeah, 
esports looks super fancy and everything looks so nice on paper or on stream, but it's still not making money. We're not like no. esports does not make a lot of money like you think that. Yeah, you'll see these like yeah. fifty thousand dollar tournaments, million dollar tournaments, blah 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 blah, all this random crap. But casters, casters especially, do not make that much money. Well, and all and all that, all that money for the prize pools and things are coming from sponsors, and yeah. so they're not, you know, that's not the money that they're using for their casters and their on-camera talent. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think in the last couple of years, it probably hurt um, this. I mean, in all esports, not having land tournaments—that's where they make a lot of their money. It's kind of like artists nowadays; they make most of their money by doing concerts not by streaming music same thing with twitch so or like streaming on youtube or twitch yeah so the last couple years i'm sure have been really hard on most esports financially and like you said the vct is very young um it came out right before covid uh uh, no in like in the valorant's beta came out i think like april maybe may okay sure and like esports wasn't like the vct wasn't even a thing until a little bit after that so we were like in the dead middle center of covid yeah so i mean like you know they're making some money enough to keep it alive but uh valorant themselves are the ones that pay or vct are the ones that pay the casters whereas like the orgs are the ones paying the players and obviously the orgs have more money than the actual uh, league does so hopefully it can continue to grow and those casters and analysts can be paid more and compensated more however i think we might see this happen more and more at least right now because you really got to be dedicated to the esport in order to kind of take that pay cut just to help it grow yeah i think it's everyone who isn't like a full-time streamer who's getting like 10k views concurrently every time they hit go live it's a struggle yeah and you just gotta you either gotta get a second job or you gotta realize that struggle and because it's your passion you keep going yep so yeah it's it's still hard work out here it's not as hard as it was 10 years ago still a grind though Still a grind, and we're here with this podcast, not making any money, but we're grinding. Because one day, the passion day, burns within, Kiana. Yeah, it's all about the passion of esports here. Correct. So, next is so ascend the last year's champions, the mm-hmm. champions of yesteryear, have uh, Zeke pulling out for mental health issues, and. I think this is a great thing that they haven't really penalized. Like, they're not kind of being mean towards him or penalizing him or being like, no, you have to play. Mm -hmm. I like this out of Ascend. I think this is a great thing. I mean, we've seen it with uh, not Zero. Who was it for London Royal Ravens? Gizmo. Gizmo. Gizmo had some family issues, and they just brought Paul X in. And, hey, Paul X now has a job with NYSL. Mm. But with... Uh, which we'll get to later. But with Zeke here, he's just going because he has mental health issues. They're yep. going to 
put in this guy, uh, Perp Zero. I kind of looked up his matches and stuff. Didn't it seems like he's not doing so hot. I mean, sure. He's been in the VCT with um two different teams before Ascend, and he's very much the main jet. Okay. He like I've I'm going through his list and it's literally just jet all the way down. Sometimes oh, you yeah. see Reyna, sometimes you see Rays, but it's just jet. I mean, he's dropping kills. He's doing well, but they're it, he's lost. I think the past nine of ten games he's played. So we'll see how well it works out for them. Yeah. So, yeah. It's de- I mean, his match history doesn't look all that great. However, mm-hmm. a lot of close games um, yeah. in those losses. A lot of 11 to 13s, 12 to 14s, you know. So that can easily just be a team comp issue. Um, yeah. Hopefully he comes in and at least fills the hole for Ascend that they need him to. I love Ascend letting Zeke step away from mental health issues. I think that it's, uh, you know, last year it happened uh, with Clayster. He kind of stepped away for uh, for a tournament, and people kind of gave him shit. But I'm like, listen, it happens in, in pro sports all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that... I think that it's the stigma around esports of like, oh, it's not that draining. You don't need to step away. But listen, mental health is mental health. And if you have to take a break, take a break. And I'm happy that Ascend is letting him do that. And who knows? Maybe we'll see him come back uh, sooner than later and Ascend will have a spot for him. Yeah. And hopefully Perp can get a job somewhere else after this because it seems like he is doing well. It's just the team overall isn't carrying through that win so maybe with ascend he'll start winning oh hey one can hope yeah one can definitely hope um ascend is in you is like they qualified right oh yeah yeah okay okay uh so what's up oh no all right next up we we have a going back to what's happening in ukraine okay with russia uh, we have a and a lot of esports are doing this. A lot of sports in general. If you're thinking F1, uh, the son of an oligarch, Russian oligarch, is now out of F1. They've completely taken him out, com- and uh, his father's sponsorship completely out of Haas. But yep, that's F1. Back to Valorant. Gambit, a Russian team, has now allowed their players to go play together under a neutral banner. So they do not have to play under the Russian banner. They do not have to play under the Gambit banner. But they are going to play together. Or they have the option to play with a different team. But I think they're probably going to stay together. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I think that because the the VCT had said, like, yeah, you can't play for Gambit, but you can play together. But now hearing it from Gambit, the actual organization, Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't, you know, because I, I was kind of expecting there maybe to be a little bit more drama about this. Like, Gambit says, no, you're under contract with us. Like, just because we can't play, you know, like, we won't yeah. release you from contact, things like that. Like, I was thinking that that could be a possibility. But it doesn't seem like it is, uh, which is great. I'm happy that this roster continues to get to play together. And like you said, we're seeing it in a lot of other esports. We, di- we posed that question uh, two weeks ago when we talked about this. Like, do we think it's going to affect other esports? And... 
just today, I think I saw three new headlines on Juke of other leagues kind of banning um, teams with Russian ties. So really happy for this squad to be able to play together. Do we know what the uh, new organization they're playing under is? Um, No, they just said a neutral banner. Gotcha. So okay. we don't That's know exactly what, but it's probably just going to be like some random name. That they're yeah. gonna make up and and go against. They just can't use the name Gambit. They don't want yeah. the VCT doesn't want anything to do with Russia, and I get that. Yeah, and I'm happy that those, like you said, I think that those players will most likely stick together, because um, if it's working, it's working. Yeah, I mean, I love it. All right, on to Halo. Oh. So, Kansas City Major coming up at the end of this month, same time yep. as the uh call of duty rocker major and the vip tickets sold out in a matter of minutes halo esports is back where where's all that love when uh like it has like 1.2k viewers on twitch yeah that's actually a great question because (laughs) it doesn't do great like halo the game itself doesn't do great on a day-to-day streaming yeah but competitive does amazing apparently and i mean kansas city of all places yeah i mean i get that from vanguard vanguard does the same thing it gets like 1.2k views unless pros are streaming and same thing here unless a pro is streaming halo has no views no love nobody gives a shit about halo unless you're a pro or unless you like the hcs and yeah we're seeing it here people love the hcs but they're not showing love to Halo, which I think is very interesting. I I guess a question uh, that I have, do you think that it has anything to do with at the Halo Majors, there are more teams, like, there are just more teams. So do you think that that has to do anything with, like, more those teams like individual people are bringing in you know more family more friends people like that uh, i mean it's vip tickets it's not just everyday tickets yeah i think those tickets would be free though to like if any i don't think every i mean i don't think every team that has to would get like you know more than would, maybe a couple tickets yeah but they would have like team passes they wouldn't splurge for vip because if you have a team pass and you know one of the players, get duh, you get to go backstage, you know? Like Yeah, I guess. I, I didn't know what all came with the VIP, because like the the Vanguard technically access to the VIP lounge is only like it's only like two hundred and fifty bucks. So it's really not like splurging all that much. Yeah. I just I don't think teams like teams or team players or coaches or whoever would splurge on a VIP ticket when they probably get a free one and like they oh, um, yeah I, I see what you're saying yeah but uh i think this is just like people love halo and i i think it's like the older generation coming back yeah and being like oh fuck halo is back back like all the times you'd watch ogre one and ogre two and and pistola and lunchbox yep. that era they're geeking out right now, and I think that's who's buying these tickets because now they have money. I mean, it definitely is like the Halo Three competitive mm-hmm. really 
helped start competitive gaming. Um, so many COD pros and first-person shooter pros in most games came from Halo. So I, d- I, I do agree that the older generation, that makes sense. And I guess Kansas City is in the middle of the country, so it's probably one of the closer, you know, it's not easy to make it all the way out to Anaheim if you live on the East Coast. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's a great location. I think it's just all the people who who are now like older millennials who have the money to spend, and who used to play Halo. And I think this is a yeah. great thing for the sport. But it's just Halo Infinite's got its kinks. It does. It's a very Halo Infinite is very much an esport Halo, and that hurts all the halo players who just love it for its campaign or just like regular on the couch gaming or yeah it's it's not as casual of a game which i love being playing video games mainly competitively or trying to at least yeah um but it does it it hurts the retail value a little bit yeah I'm, i'm the same way i love to just if I could only play ranked, I'd only play ranked for like every single game, known every FPS yeah. known to man. But here we have where um, a Halo Two and Halo Three ranked designer came out and spoke out about Infinite and how ranked is a bit different than it was in Halo Two and Halo Three, mm-hmm. where it's more about uh, like true skill and how and how true skill works is basically like it's whoever levels up the fastest it doesn't matter if you're even in ranked whoever leveled up the fastest you are automatically put against like it you can be a bronze player in ranked but because you level up really fast in in just general play you get put against onyx players almost immediately because they think you're a smurf account oh so it okay so like that, I I didn't know that that's how true skill worked. Um, and I definitely, I mean, there are pros and cons to that. I think because I totally agree with that. That is a great system because Smurf accounts are a real thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I think that it could. It could hurt in a way, just thinking of, like, if you have four or five bad placement matches, you can get stuck in a really shitty rank. Yeah, and that's why people get hard stuff. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and now, let's say you get placed into silver, but, like, all of a sudden you rank up to gold really quickly, so people think that you're smurfing. Well, you're not, but now you're just hard stuff because you're playing, like, you know, you're playing people. Yeah. They're gonna give you a gold game and then give you an onyx game and then put exactly. you back down to gold. So and then, yeah, I definitely see the idea behind it and I like it and I think it's the correct move. But I do think that there are some flaws in it. Yeah, I think it's it's a little crazy to keep doing, like keep putting you back into onyx matches. Like if you keep getting into like you're a gold player. You are you grinded from silver to gold. You've been doing really well. You've had a good two, three games. You were slaying out. You were doing the objective, whatever. 
boom, you get hit with not even platinum. You're with fucking Onyx players all of a sudden. You're like, yeah. hey, yo, I don't know what the hell's going on. You get destroyed. Your rating goes down hard. Now you're like, you went from gold four to gold one. And you're just back to where you started. And then you try to do it again. You're doing really great in gold because you deserve to be in platinum. Mm-hmm. But they keep hitting you with the Onyx players. So yeah. you, there's no way you're going to get to plat. And I think that's the same thing happening with a Call of Duty rank, too. I mean, it's it's basically implementing skill-based matchmaking into ranked. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's what ranked is. Like, you should play the guys in your rank. Listen, yes, if you create a Smurf account and so you're in bronze and you're just shitting on bronze players, okay, well, you're going to level up to silver soon enough. And so those bronze players might have, you know, a bad game or two until all of a sudden you're above them. Yeah. Smurf accounts have just always been a thing. A part of ranked gaming. Like, that's yeah. just, I, you can't get rid of them. So basically, you're just implementing skill based matchmaking into ranked, which, listen, if I'm playing in silver and I'm better than silver players, okay, they're just going to have to deal with that for a couple games yeah. until I get to the till plat and then i'm no longer gonna be playing those people yeah i think that they're making it a bigger issue than it is like yeah i hate smurf accounts but like one or two games is not a big deal compared to someone getting hard stuck in gold or hard stuck in planet and never getting up like you don't want to play the game anymore because you're just keep going back down and up and up and down and blah, blah 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 and you're not smurfing you're trying I mean, it. it's not like their rank system is that great anyways. There are other mm-hmm. things that need to be fixed in their rank system. Like, yeah. I, like, I'll say, I'm stuck in plat in that game simply because I play with people that were placed higher than me off the rip. Mm-hmm. So uh, as a gold player, I was playing with a guy that was already in diamond. So I get to plat, he then gets to onyx, and it's like, yeah, we win, you know, a game or two, but then we're playing Onyx players. Like, we're going to lose. Yeah. And so now I'm just stuck in plat. And so, and that happens, and it's okay. It is one reason that I really stopped playing Halo ranked, the other being that COD ranked came out. But it just seems like they're permanently implementing that into the system, which I don't think is the correct way to do it. Yeah, I think what what needs to happen is they need to rethink and i'm telling this to valorant call of duty halo they all need to rethink the way they do their ranking system the way they do skill-based matchmaking because it's hurting more than it's helping it is hurting all of these games people stop playing for a long time because they're so frustrated with the sbmm or with the rank system so you guys like, yeah, you might grab them be like, hey, look, we have rank now. But that's going to fall off and fall off very quickly. The same way we fell off Halo. Like, it's, yeah. it's just how it works. And you, I think er- every developer needs to rethink how that system works and recode it or whatever they do and just try to, like, recalculate how that works. Because it's I hurting just- more than it's helping. I just don't fully understand why it's so difficult. I don't know if it's people trying to try something new, but in my eyes, this is how a rank system should work. 
you have your placement matches and you get placed in whatever it is you get placed. Yeah. Then you get a certain amount for wins and a certain amount for losses. Honestly, like kind of like the ladder system in COD, but instead of 100 for a win and 60 for losses, I'd be okay if it's the same. Like you get 25 for wins, 25 for losses. Yeah. And then you have a scale. So let's say you get 25 points for a win. Then from 25 to 35, let's say, there is, you know, if you have a game that it's it's the best that you've played in a while, statistically, then you can jump up to 35. But that way, nobody in your game is gaining that much more than you. And, like, you're losing the same that... Because both Halo and COD are having that issue where you lose more than you're able to gain. It should just be a set amount of points for a win and a loss, and then you can have a little scale. Like a sliding for, scale for, yeah. Uh, but it should be minuscule. It should be like 5 to 10 points because that's yeah. a true grind. And I like what Halo's doing in the fact of if you get on a win streak, you gain more. I just don't get why it's so difficult. Like, is that... Is that that hard of a concept? I don't think anybody would complain with that style of ranked. No, I don't think so either. I think that is a great concept, but I, I think it's just they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to do it, you know? Like, they have this code that they've been using for years, and they just don't want to put in the work because they just want to pull ranked out, you know? like. But that's, but that's not even the case because, like, this guy from Halo 2 and Halo 3 is saying that Infinite's ranked is a new code. So they're not even just like going back to the old code. They're trying new things. That's what BO4 did with the ladder system. They tried something new. Yeah. It and it doesn't work. So I don't get like I would love to have somebody explain to me what they're going for in ranked. Because I I don't get it. I yeah. do not understand what these games are doing in ranked. I, I don't know what's going on or what like their thinking is. But every rank system we've had in the past, let's say, five years has been shit, which is insane because, like, t ten years ago, let's say the Black Ops 2 League play was perfect. Mm -hmm. Nobody complained. Not one person complained. Maybe some. But, like, the rank yeah. system was pretty good back then, and I don't know what happened for them to go to shit like this. And it's the same thing with just, like, Halo and Call of Duty in general, you had Halo 2, Halo 3, ODST, whatever, but then Halo 5, and you're just like, what the fuck kind of game is this? Like, this sucks. When, I mean, Rocket League seems to have a good rank system. I don't mm -hmm. hear people complain about it all that much, yeah. yet because it's based off of MMR, you do run into hidden MMRs where one person can just gain more for literally no explanation. Yeah. And it simply has to do with how they usually perform. But even then, like, maybe I'm just not close enough to Rocket League and Valorant that I don't hear people complain about their ranked all that much. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't... Like, if you could give us a bare-bones ranked in either Halo or COD with the, sec with the way that I just explained it, and I don't think anybody would complain. No, not one person. And, and even if people did complain, I don't think it would turn as many people off. Like, in Call of Duty, you have content creators that can't even play right now. T 
TST cannot, like, they were doing a 100 hours of ranked challenge. Yeah. And they had to cap it off at 64 hours because what was happening was they were only playing together. But because Hitch plays more of a rotation role and George and Blake play on the hill, George and Blake were gaining so much more SR per game than Hitch was, even though they were in the same games, they were winning and they were losing together, that it got to a point where Hitch was too low of a of a rank to play with them. So they literally can't play rank together anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw the stream where Blake got on Hitch's account and brought it up. Yet they were, yeah, yeah. And, then they, and then a hacker joins their game. They lose one game. Hitch lost so much that they now can't play together. It's like, Call of Duty, do you not realize that you just killed content? Yeah, killed content for your game, which people want. People want to play ranked. And first, yeah. you don't even have the, the ranked out at the, I, Halo does, but Call of Duty didn't have ranked out at the right time, didn't come out launch, comes out six months later, nobody gives a shit anymore, and then it's just, and then it's horrible. Every bug in yeah. the book is there. It was like, what time? And then they have the audacity to call it a beta, which is so stupid, because you know that this was launched, but they called it a beta just in case this shit would happen, because they knew yeah. it would happen. And it's just like, rank systems need to change in everything. Valorant has a bad ranking system. It's not as bad as Halo or COD, but it's still bad. Halo has a bad ranking system. Call of Duty has a bad ranking system. And shit's pissing players off. You yeah. need to change your shit. So You have to. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta keep going. And like, speaking of changing their shit and what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, this is actually kind of some exciting news, possibly. Yeah, so what we were talking about earlier is um how we don't have that many viewers on the Twitch channel. Not a lot of people making Halo content besides uh, in comp. You now have some leaks suggesting there's a yep. new like Warzone inspired, BR inspired features coming to Halo which a lot of creators like Doc and Nick have said that for Halo to stay relevant, it needs a BR. Yes. Which I 100% get because if if um, Call of Duty didn't have a BR, we would not have the CDL right now. That is 100%. Like no, no one would give true. a shit about Call of Duty at this point. But and, there's and you been see, leaks. I mean, you see CDL teams mm -hmm. picking up you know battle royale content creators, and it's just it's what's hot right now. Um, I think that a Halo Battle Royale could actually be really good mm -hmm. if they do it correctly. I think that Halo makes gorgeous maps. Um, you even see them in, like, Big Battle, um, Big Team Battle. Like, yeah. they make really pretty maps. They make good open maps. Also, something that, you know, is kind of... It's, it's integrated into the game of Halo is picking up weapons even when you just play a multiplayer match and it's one thing that i love about competitive halo is yeah. part of the game is literally playing for the power weapons yeah. so i think that that's i think it could be a great uh implementation for halo the one thing for a br for halo is that they don't really have a lot of attachments and things like that yeah. so you would go back to the fortnite style of like 
just colored weapons or if they're better or worse. But I honestly think Halo could make a bare-bones battle royale with a beautiful map, and it's just simply you start with a pistol and you just pick up, like, thrusters and probably not active camo, but, like, thrusters and weapons and things like that. Because really what makes a battle royale good is just the competition of being the last one alive. Yeah. So I think it could work really well in this game. Yeah, I think it could be a very toned-down version of, like, Apex or Warzone or, or mm -hmm. what we have now. But it needs something. The thing is, like, I don't know if the world needs another BR, honestly. Yeah. Especially when, like, you have a game like Apex that is crushing it in the BR world. And a game like Warzone where people are just hating on it at this point. Like, it's gone to shit. If yeah. you put another BR into the mix, I think it could do well for the first couple weeks. Again, it's another, like, view grab. The same way that, like, Ranked was. Ranked came out, everybody was watching. Now, Ranked's still out, nobody's watching it because Ranked sucks. It's going to be the same yeah. thing here if they don't do it perfectly, which is why I said don't have, like, last week I was talking about it, like, don't have a Battle Royale and have to compete with Apex and Warzone and Fortnite. Go get Forge. Have your fan base create something. Let that be yeah. the way, like, there's so many different things that you can do with Forge, different maps, different play styles you can have racing games within halo like there's so much you can do with halo forge that would have so much potential for content that we can't have because forge keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed but now we have these leaks for a royale like what is going on focus on what you have i will say i don't i agree with you we don't need yeah. a full new war like battle royale type game mm -hmm. um you know, we saw what had happened with Warzone. It kind of it consumes the game. We have plenty of battle royales that are doing well. However, and I was actually going to bring up Forge as well because I think Halo could implement just a game mode that's like battle royale. Um, that's in that style. You don't need to make it a hundred people. You don't even need to make it sixty people. You know, make it make it twenty five or thirty people. Mm. Um, only duos maybe, and just make a game mode for it. Then, when you release Forge, have that game mode available. Because I think back to Halo Reach, like what people could have created in the Halo Reach Forge, like if they just could build, you know, little sniper towers or little huts or things like that on that giant map, you could have thrown 30 people in that map and set. And like if you had the game mode back then where the storm came in every, let's say, every like two minutes. Yeah. People would have played that for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think if you make it a game mode, don't make it a separate game, and then implement that into Forge, and you let just the brilliant minds of people go at it and just continually change that Battle Royale map that people can download and play, I think that's where you could be successful with this. Yeah, I think that's the whole point, is you can't let it let the BR take over your game like in Call of Duty, and I think you need to let these, like, let the fans do what they do best. Be fans. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. doing free work for you. You don't have to do jack shit, but give them a platform. Correct. So give them a platform. Yeah. 
And I think that's it for Halo. I think we're... <laughs> do we want to do we want to go on to the other games or do we want to recap uh, CDL quick? Yeah, let's recap CDL and then go on to our more And then general... go to general? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so again, we had to restart the podcast because my dumbass didn't realize the mic was muted and we talked about Call of Duty this entire time. But we're going to recap it for you guys because you haven't heard it yet. Except for like Palmer's side, at least I guess. But what's happening in the CDL right now is NYSL is going through a lot of roster changes solely because yeah. they haven't won a hard point this whole time. And oh, and thirteen in hard point, and yeah. have not won a series since the kickoff classic. Yeah, they're scrambling to switch Crim Six around. They keep taking Neptune in, Neptune out, switch him for royalty, take him out for. Someone else now, he's out, and they're bringing in Paul X, who played as a substitute on the London Royal Ravens when Gizmo was out for family problems. So, good on Paul X for securing the spot after one qualifying match. I mean, Paul X is a great player. Mm. Uh, He's been, his name has been in the hat for roster changes all season long. He's been at the top of the uh, roster kind of mania uh top of the challenger scene and i mean he was on london royal ravens last year so he was just unfortunately one of those guys that got the boot because some teams needed to change up their rosters however i think this is the correct move for new york um neptune is a great player however he's just not meshing in this team comp and that happens sometimes um, you know, him and Hydra play a similar role of like, you kind of just have to let them do their things. And so it just didn't work with both of them on the team, kind of the same way with, uh, Krim and Clay. I think, you know, you could take Clay and Hydra and put them on a team with two other players and Krim and Neptune on the team with two other players. And you could have two great rosters. I think you just have kind of two assault rifles that do the same thing and two submachine guns that do the same thing and it's just not meshing. Yeah. I think it's we got to figure out what's going on with NYSL. The the coach is like something's not meshing here and it like you have a good uh idea of what it could be, but I just don't know like maybe there's a curse like what if they put Paul X in and it doesn't go well? That what if they like the the hints of like taking Clayser out and replacing him with somebody else who we don't know who it is yet, but like what happens when it doesn't go well again? Well, that's why I think it has to be a two man roster switch. Yeah. Just switching Paul X for Neptune isn't gonna fix your problems. Um, that's when you kind of get into the cycle of like you're basically just hoping that one person can change the team. You need a two-man roster switch, and that's why the rumors of Clayster have come out that he's getting dropped. People are acting surprised. It's not a surprise. If you look at Clayster's stats, he's not playing well this season. He's tweeted about it multiple times about how he just cannot figure it out. I think that, you know, with some time off, he could we could see him on a roster by the end of the year. You know, he is still one of the greatest players of all time. And we saw at the kickoff classic, the dude still can play at a high level. Um, it's just a mental game at this point. And so Clayster's got to get dropped, and you have to bring in a new person. Mm-hmm. People have said that Krim might stay at the submachine gun. I disagree with that. You have one of the greatest main ARs of all time. 
you put him at the main AR, you have Paul X play flex, and you bring in another sub from the challengers. I know you and I both touched on it, but uh, I'm hot on Havoc right now. Yeah, I think Havoc, I agree with you completely that Havoc is going to be the next one up. Um, I did joke about it earlier, but I would love to see, solely because NYSL is more focused on their content than their team, I feel like. Yeah, they're making these roster moves, but it seems like they're there for the trying to steal Division X, like, video style with, uh, what's the show called? No Pressure. Yep. So I think that's what they're trying to do. So I don't, I think the more content they can do, the better. And I would personally think it'd be super funny and it wouldn't come from any of the teammates or the coaches, especially not fucking Crim6, but if Sensor came on and replaced Clayster, because what a headline that would be if yeah. Clayster gets replaced by Doug Sensor Martin. I will say, if it was going to happen, I would love to see Clayster and Sensor on the same team. Like you yeah. said, it'll never happen with Crim on the team. But if we could see Clayster and Sensor on a team together, it would be pure comedy, pure content. And I agree. I think NYSL is looking to go more towards the content uh, side of things. Yeah. And it hurt when they lost Zuma to FaZe. But obviously, like, Zuma's going to go home to FaZe. Um, yeah, and I mean, they still have Zuma, um, what is it called? Narrating their no pressure. Yes, they do. Yeah. Like, he's still... Like help, and they have Aiden, who obviously is one of like the top watched uh, Warzone guys. Yeah, they're trying to get branch out there. So if they, they are, and I respect it. And NYSL had Sensor at one point. They did. They did indeed have Sensor at one point. Um, if substitutes were like a legitimate position in the league, I would say Sensor's their perfect substitute. Unfortunately, yeah. that's just not how the league runs right now, and you're better off being in challengers than you are sitting on an organization's bench. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you're playing and you're showing off your play style instead of just yeah. not there watching the other guys play. I mean, yeah. do you think Clayster's going to move to challengers, or do you think he's just going to sit out this this game? I think he will take some time off. Um, I definitely think he might go down and try to play some challengers and get his head right. But I don't think he needs to. Mm. I think that Clayster is the kind of guy who, you know, as soon as he's got it, a team will believe that he has it. And there are a few teams out there that could use a veteran, um... He doesn't really fit in the Paris play style because they have Temp and Gravity at AR who are both playing well. Uh, they have John right now as kind of like their veteran guy, but he's a submachine gun, which Clay isn't. Yeah. But if they really wanted to rework the roster, Clayster could go there. I also think this, this actually I think is the most likely I think LAG is on the verge of dropping Slasher, and I think Clayster could come in. Clayster's played with uh, with Hook, and he's also played with Gunless at one point, I believe. So I think that's the most likely landing spot for him because Slasher has not been playing great. And also, when teams don't work, 
that Slasher's on, it usually comes down to Slasher is a very specific type of IGL. And when teams yeah. don't work that he's on, it's because that they don't mesh with his leadership style. So I could see him getting dropped and Clay going to the Gorillas. Hmm. Very interested. I'm very interested to see what happens. I loved all of our theories, but I think it's going to be more straightforward than what we've talked about already. But I don't know if, like, gorillas need to make a change for sure. I could see Clay going there. I could see Clay not playing at all in Vanguard. But at the I, same I could see him taking a major off. I don't think I could see him. I think he'll be on a team by chance this year. Oh, I have okay. a hard time believing Clayster would miss 75% of a COD season. Oh, okay. I, I just don't think it's in his blood. I, I, I agree with you, but at the same time, he definitely has said he does not like this game at all. So there could be something in him, especially if he gets dropped like this, to be like, nah, fuck this game. So we'll, we'll it could have be. to see. Yeah, it could be, yeah. So we'll see on that. I mean, let's just get through, like, what's happening in the qualifying matches yeah. last week. Like, we the biggest hot takes of last week was that Optic clutched up in a 3-2 over LA Thieves. LA Thieves were primed to win that 100%. And they just, they lost it. And Optic it yeah. gained it. I mean, they, I will say Optic was outslaying them. All of them were up uh, above a 1KD and everyone on LA Thieves was under a 1KD. Yeah, I mean, that, that series was great. Uh, it was weird because the first, like, Optic destroyed them in the hard point, then Thieves destroyed them in the search destroy, then Optic destroyed them in the control, and then it was the other way. So, like, mm -hmm. map five was really the closest of any of the maps, um, and yet it was still a phenomenal series. But that is what Shotzi does to a team. Shotzi in search and destroy, as soon as he gets hot, even if he's not slaying, Thieves have to look at the kill feed and say, where the hell is Shotzi? Yeah. And it changes their entire game plan. And I mean, like, he, you, you, you lose a round by numbers because you either panic or you, in your head, think you're making the right call. But in the back, I mean, these are all veteran guys other than yeah. Draza, but Draza has shown that, like, he's icy. So I truly believe that, like, they just got rattled because that's, it, that is what a guy like Shotzi will do. He will get in the back of your head in the middle of an S&D, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know how to play this anymore because I don't I, – I, like, he's going to come out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck he is. Like, yeah. we literally don't know what he's about to do. We cannot game plan against him. No. It's hard, and it's just like – Optic is a great team. We've seen that in the major – but it's this game was so close, and I mean, same thing with LA Thieves in the major. They were a map away, a veto map away from being in that winners finals, and they just couldn't do it because they didn't veto that map. Like they, it's just like LA Thieves is so close to being such a good winning team to where it's like optic LA Thieves then phase. Yeah, but it's like the last minute they just fall out. They get reverse sweep by phase. Now they're getting reverse sweep by or not reverse sweep. They're getting closed out by optic. Like it's just like, 
what is going on with this team? Like, they're they, on paper and shown on screen. They're good. They're a good team. Yep. But they're not winning like they need to be and like they should be. So it's like, it's almost like another NYSL. You know they should be winning. You know their team is cracked, but they're not. Like, it's something's not right here and something needs to change in their mentality where at the last second they just lose it because they start off hot and then they they get cold i mean i think that that shows too like that's just how vanguard is any good team can lose and any bad team can win Mm -hmm. like that's just how this game works you know you get you get one good squad spawn and all of a sudden your entire respawn is changed you know, and yeah. sometimes those are things that you just can't game plan around. So it definitely, um, I think that is what is making the CDL exciting this year. You don't really know what's going to happen. And I think that that is more telling of how Vanguard plays than anything else. Yeah. We'll see how it goes next. Uh, this next weekend for the LA Thieves. Are they playing next weekend? They got to at least have one match. Yeah, they probably will. But... Uh, hopefully we figure out. I think they actually wrong. might play the rocker, but don't quote me on that. Um, thieves are playing surge and gorillas. I was so wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was looking at. Oh, they are playing the rocker on the twentieth. Oh, so the weekend before the major. Yeah. Okay, so I was okay, just a weekend, yeah, yeah. weekend ahead of myself. Yeah. I'm not totally crazy. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, we'll see on land how it works out. Hopefully they do well. I mean, they'll be a contender on land, no question about it. Uh, Yeah. You know, those guys are are all really good at the game, and they clearly mesh well together, so. Yeah. And they have a great coach in J-Cap, so I I don't worry about them. Um, Mm -mm. You know, they, they lost a close match to the best team in the game right now. Oh, yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I hope they start winning in the land. Uh, but let's talk about Rocker, who reverse-sweeped yes. Paris. I mean, Rocker hasn't been doing too well. No. I feel like they need a change. I think they need a roster change. I think there's a roster mania going to— As soon as Clay, Claystor gets dropped, those bottom teams are having a roster mania for sure. Because 100%. Mutineers, Surge, Gorillas— Rocker are all going to try to get Clay. I don't think the Mutineers are. You don't think so? The Mutineers were 2-0, and but uh, 2-0 and this weekend, but against horrible teams. I just don't think that the Mutineers are going to drop Dave Patty. Yeah, I just... I think something... I, I, do, I do see what you're saying, um, and I mean, I guess they... I anything could happen anything could happen so i'm not going to speak on that however i will speak on if the rocker were going to make a roster change i think they have to drop priesta and that is nothing against priesta he is a great player unfortunately he is just the guy right now that doesn't fully have a home yeah he's not performing well we know standy's the sub we know major is the igl and the ar attach and priesta switched Attach is playing really well as the flex with the second AR. And they need, truly in this game, what they need is they need a submachine gun that can keep up with Standy. 
It's the issue that a lot of teams with good talent are seeing. The same thing with Hydra and Neptune on NYSL. Mm -hmm. What Hydra needs to do is he needs to go in and be able to make plays. But you need to have good timing with your second submachine gun in order to, like, when you break the hill, somebody has to have your trade. And I think that there's just a timing issue with Priesta and Standy. However, this was, like, you know, this is the first qualifier. They just made the change for Attached to go to AR. I don't think they will switch the roster. I think that those four guys are very stuck on each other, and I think that's really good. I think that's what you want in a roster. But if anything is going to happen, unfortunately, I think it's Priesta who needs to go. Yeah, I think also we have to think about it. I might have jumped the gun on, like, there's going to be a roster mania as soon as Clayster is, yeah. is announced their job. I think it's going to be more after Major 2. Yes. They'll see who's not performing on LAN, and there's going to be major changes because there's no way these teams are going to lose again this bad like they did in in mm-hmm. the first major they do the same thing the second major there's going to be a lot of changes and i mean yeah. a lot there's going to be a giant roster mania going on they have too many good players in challengers you have too many good players that are about to get released like shit's going to change for sure and i think there's going to be some trades it's going to be i like i saw a take Christmas. the other day I saw a take the other day that somebody thought that the Thieves and the Rocker should trade Draza for Priesta. And it won't happen. That's not but it was but it was an interesting take. Yeah. I was like I was like That's very well, interesting. It, in a way it could benefit both teams. It won't happen, but it's interesting to think about. Um it, yeah, yeah th- everything will happen post major two. Cause especially for the in the Rockers' sake, they're not gonna switch up their their four-man front right before their home major won't yeah. happen it's not yeah. um but i will say i mean they did they did get the reverse sweep against paris paris looked good yes they did lose the reverse sweep but the first two matches they looked solid and if you look at the statistics jimbo was on the bottom however it was you know his first weekend with the team but the other three players looked really solid. And they, the other three players statistically looked better than they have the rest of the season, which tells me that Jimbo is at least bringing something to the team. He's helping the chemistry, and the other guys feel good with him. I think that if they have a little bit more time to play together and get that chemistry and just kind of, um, yeah, just, just more time on a roster together, I don't think... Minnesota makes that comeback. Yeah, I agree. We'll I see. mean, like it. I they just collapsed, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, it's hard to realize what's going on, and like, it's hard to like switch people up when you know they could like it could come back if they just had a little bit more time. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I'm banking to see what what's gonna happen. I know Sensor's not getting on any team. That's for sure. No, thank God. <laughs> but keep we'll the s- keep the dude in content. Like that's what he's good at. Yeah. I don't but know he why wants he's a- still playing in the challengers. I don't know why. Cause he wants a ring. <laughs> He'll never get a ring in his lifetime. 
We'll see. There is no, there is no player in the league that could carry Sensor to a champs ring. Yeah. No, I guess not. A, not in Vanguard. He is. He's not popping off that well in Vanguard. I, will I, say. I, I will say it right now, and put it on my gravestone. Doug Sensor Martin is never winning a champs ring in Call of Duty. Does not matter the game. Does not matter if Phase Optic and Toronto Ultra, all four of those members drop dead. Doug Sensor, Doug's Challengers team isn't even winning tournaments. The dude's not winning a champs ring. I'll get it tattooed on my ass. <laughs> Dude, I'm still mad about his hot take a week ago? No, no. I just, <laughs> listen, Sensor, he's really good at what he does, and that's make content. I think he's just kidding himself with still playing Call of Duty. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, if all right. Win, if he wins a ring, I don't care if I'm 54 years old, I will get... Doug Sensor Martin tattooed on my ass. All right, Doug, if you see this, I this is not me. This has nothing to do with this Put week that in on sports. Twitter, so it's written it's in stone because we know that nothing on Twitter leaves. Yeah, it's all Palmer, just all saying. Right. All right, but <laughs> going back to the subliners, the last take of, of last week's qualifiers was subliners were struggling against the Mutineers. And the Mutineers, honestly, not that great of a team. The Mutineers are a decent team. They're a middle-of-the-pack team that can have a good day and beat a roster, Mm -hmm. but are they making a full run in a tourney? No. Yeah, I think it's going to – I think that's the roster that's going to change a lot. I think uh, Skies and Vivid are are gone. I agree with the Vivid one. One or both of them. I think they're – like, it's just – for this team specifically, it's not working. Skies can go to a different team. Vivid needs to get out, but both of them can't play together. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vivid Vivid is a great slayer. I just think in this game he's a little, or maybe just on that team, he's just a little inconsistent. Um, yeah. Same thing with Skies. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it. Yeah. I Just like as a little fun uh kind of general gaming topic i mm-hmm. i heard this the other day and i wanted to know if you had heard about it because it, i was stunned so league of legends we i don't think we've ever talked about league of legends on the podcast um because it is in neither of our wheelhouses yet yeah, not yet but yet. so if you do follow league of legends mm-hmm. um you will know that in on every team you can have two, uh, I, I can't think of the word, but basically, so like every NA team can have two foreign players. So they can bring like two Koreans on their team, right? Because we all yeah. know that Koreans and the, uh, like Asian players are the best. Yeah. So I found out that Cloud9, how they run their team is they have two Americans, they have two English speaking players. They have two Korean-speaking players, and then they have their fifth player, who is literally the translator. What? Huh? How does, Correct. How does that Correct. work in real time? How does that work in well, a LAN? League of Legends, I mean, obviously, is a little bit slower of a game unless you're in game fights. So the translator plays support, 
um, and one of the Koreans speaks very little English, and one of them speaks enough English where, like, he can – he knows the characters' names and can say, like, if he's hitting a Q or hitting an E or alt or things like that. Oh. Very minimal, though. So, yes, there is basic – like, Cloud9's team has two English speakers, two Korean speakers, and their fifth player is their translator. And to top it all off, they're winning – what the fuck? What the fuck? How is that a thing? How does that work? How is... Is the translator just like a really good league player that knows both languages? Or were they a a translator first and sort of know how to play league? No, so he, he is a... He is also of Korean descent. Mm-hmm. But he's like... He is fluent in both English and Korean. Okay. So he is a good league player. But like... That blows my mind as someone who plays games like Halo and COD, and, like, there's no way you could translate. I mean, yeah. NYSL is staying at Hydra. Imagine Bocage Hardpoint, and you have to translate. Dude, what the fuck? Like, imagine being that translator. Because how many times do you sit there and then you think, and then you think, oh, um, like, do I even need to translate that, or do I just, like, keep that one to myself? Like, is that a comm that needs to be passed on to the other boys, or are we just, like, my head would explode. Yeah, Whoever you... that player is, and I should have figured out who it was, Yeah. <laughs> my new king. <laughs> you have to think about so many different people. And like... to top it all off, that team, I think within, like, the last two weeks, yeah. just dropped their coach for no reason. The coach came out on Twitter and said, I have no idea why I was replaced. And it didn't affect their team. They still just keep winning. Yeah, I don't think – coaches in, in some esports are – they don't need to be there. There's just, like, I – I got to look into this Cloud9 League of Legends team more because when I heard this, I was baffled. And it mm. might be my intro to League of Legends because I, I need to meet this man who is translating mid-game. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Right? Oh, my God. Baffling. Yeah. Baffling. Oh, well, if you guys want to hear about more interesting shit like that or anything to do <laughs> with Call of Duty esports, Valorant esports, Halo esports, we're trying to get into more esports, but this is where we are right now. If you want any more of that, please like, follow, subscribe to our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel. We're on Spotify. We're on Twitter. We're on TikTok, baby. Anything, come support us on all of those. Uh, keep up with the latest with us every week. Special thanks to everyone in the chat. Zelo, Dova, I see you. DJ, we don't need to talk because you didn't tell me my mic was muted. I know you're playing disc golf or whatever, but that that's a new low. But facts. <laughs> but special thanks to everyone, and thanks for tuning in, and hopefully you tune in next week for this week in esports. Peace, guys. Appreciate y'all.